Thank you for joining me, everyone. The dialectical war against President Trump is reaching a crescendo right now as the midterm election comes up. Everything is being thrown into this eternal struggle, actually, but a very specific struggle right now. And the dialectic is as follows. The, uh, the thesis is the, what President Trump has accurately called the swamp, the, uh, the deep state, the dark state, and its unwitting followers, which are in the many, many millions. These are people who want to continue a status quo in this country of uh, a, a government of a mediocre kind of a government. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, Obama, the Bushes, you know, keeping taxes high, keeping a lot of regulations, a lot of government control, kind of the nanny state, um, weakness abroad around the world, uh, confusion, and um, and the appointment of judges who make up the Constitution as they go. And when I say unwitting. I think most people who have embraced this thesis are not really conscious of what it is they're embracing. I mean, do they really want to have high taxes and lousy business atmosphere? Do they really want to have a government that um, puts, wants to turn the United States into a, a weak province of the world, you know, some kind of demented vision of a world order? Uh, you know, do they want to have judges decide from the bench what is legal and what isn't without being uh, disturbed by the existence of objective law like the Constitution, for example? I mean, if they ask themselves, they probably don't, but they've been sucked into this thing by conformity, by a lack of personal values, quite frankly, um, and and by uh, kind of the... the um, the uh, what I would describe, frankly, as as almost a brainwashing or as a a mind manipulation in the war against Trump. Now, President Trump is the antithesis, of course, for this thesis, and President Trump represents. Um, he was elected president, and he represents a uh, a new trend that that really transcends him, even though he's an amazing figure in this, and that is a move toward a simple idea putting the sovereign nation first, just like any sane sovereign nation would do, just like any sane individual would put themselves and their family first. The idea of peace through strength, which means that emanating from putting yourself first, you, you want to be strong. You want to operate from a position of strength. As an individual, you operate from strength when you put locks on your doors and on your car door. And when you take precautions to protect yourself, if you don't do that, then you're not operating from a position of strength and you're going to be attacked or you're going to light, make, increase the likelihood of being attacked. So peace and strength is, is obviously basic common sense. It's, it, it exists in nature. Animals understand this. Plants understand this. You know, you, you put your best and strongest put, put forward as a sovereign nation. Um, and, and, you know, other aspects of governance that that basically put our interests first and that are normal in the real sense um, and that the followers of president trump to varying degrees understand this um, of course the synthesis in the dialectical struggle is going to be either one or the other either the thesis is going to win in which case 
we're going to go back to the torpid days of a of a dull lackluster economy lack of creativity appeasement and uh, just the gradual slide toward the most regressive backward antediluvian forms of government and the forms of way of looking at the world which is socialism or the antithesis will win in which case we will come out victorious and we will move the nation forward as a sovereign state that respects the rights and the welfare of all people all american citizens and that uh, restores our our politics to to a vision not only that was held by the founding fathers but one that's that's progressive in the real sense that looks forward that you know that says we're going to be a sovereign nation and we want to deal with other nations of the world that likewise are operating in their self-interest you know president trump made this clear at the davos conference in geneva um, earlier this year and he did it brilliantly he said look i stand for america first and i would hope that you as leaders of your respective nations stand for your interests first as well and once we do that and once we're all operating from a position of strength then we can have a productive diplomatic and economic agreement and and trade and dialogue but not until then now the war against the antithesis as they call it I actually would reverse that. We are the thesis, but putting that aside, is becoming more dangerous and uglier to our freedoms than ever. Firstly, you have the war against President Trump. You have this phony Mueller group that was set up under false pretenses that there was collusion with Russia as opposed to setting up a group that might look into Russian meddling in the election, which is actually a real issue. Instead, it's just specifically meant to target the Trump administration and President Trump personally. You know, they're not going to look at possible collusion and Russian interference with Hillary Clinton or with other candidates, Jill Stein, Bernie Sanders. They're looking only at Trump from that election. And since they have found apparently no collusion, and therefore, there's no obstruction of justice because the charge of obstruction of justice hinges on collusion. Now they are predictably going after President Trump as a man. They are attacking him personally, and they're attacking his family. They're attacking his children. And they're attacking his business. They are taking testimony from the head of his company. In other words, they are going after him, and they're going to try to break him. They want to. They want to destroy his company. They want to. They're going after the things that he, that are at his core, the things that he personally loves that he's built. They want to put him into the poorhouse. They want to bankrupt him, with with millions of charges against his company. They want to harass people in his company, including his children. They're going after him because you know he paid some hooker ten years ago to have sex with you know. He, so that she wouldn't talk about the fact they had sex that you know back then in which um yeah of course it's not moral but the point is it has nothing to do with it's not it's not the place of a, of a you know of a, a federal investigation you know this is like um you know when clarence thomas was nominated to the supreme court they went after him because he was looking at pornography and because he told dirty jokes 
that was not the place for that. The man was being nominated for the U.S. Supreme Court. These personal things belong in the tabloids. They don't belong in congressional hearings. It's, it's, it's a way to destroy a person because they don't like his ideology. And it's the kind of stuff that, you know, I, I mean, if you put anybody, virtually anybody under a microscope, you're going to find personal things that have nothing to do with their public life. And, and those things are going to be magnified. Now, as far as Bill Clinton goes, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, well, what about Clinton? He was impeached. He was impeached because he lied before a federal judge. He violated, he broke a, a federal law while sitting in the White House. You know, he perjured himself. And, he, and, and it was a very direct kind of perjury also. It wasn't a trap. It wasn't that they got, well, I was in a hotel room in 1998, and, but you actually were there in 1997. Aha, you're lying. It wasn't that kind of perjury. He actually flat out lied to a federal judge. And that's the kind of thing that any other person could go to jail for. So that's why he was impeached. It had nothing to do with his personal life. His personal life was messy, and he should have resolved it. Maybe he should have done like what Trump tried to do, which is make some kind of an out of, you know, a settlement and a non-disclosure agreement with these people, which is perfectly legal. And nothing, you know, there's nothing illegal about it. And there's also nothing illegal about any of that is a, if he did it to help him during the campaign, also not illegal, according to Alan Dershowitz and according to Mark Levin, both very good lawyers. So, but they're going to go after him in this way. They're going to try to wear him down. They're going to try to whittle him down. They're going to try to aggravate him to the point where maybe he'll actually leave office so he won't run again, you know, if, if it's to protect his family and to protect the company. And that's, that's, the, the, where this whole thing has come to. This is this is the level of vitriol and the level of hate that we're dealing with now. And, you know, the sad and sickening thing about it is that I see liberals, you know, like Rachel Maddow and this other guy on MSNBC, well, the one with the glasses, you know, they're just going after Trump on these personal matters with both fists. He was doing this with this woman, you know, la, la. And, and they don't realize how illiberal this is and how ugly this is to do. And the only reason they're doing it is because they want to stop the thesis, the move forward toward a, a more independent society that has more control over its, its functions, which is what President Trump not only represents and is not only doing, but which existentially threatens the power of this corrupted, liberal left establishment and their international friends. Anyways, I'm just going to end it by saying that I'm concerned, like a lot of people, with censorship on the internet. Here I am on Facebook. Thank God for Facebook letting me do this, and I appreciate that, and YouTube. But I am concerned about these, uh, the business of the shadow banning, whether or not that's true, and I, I don't know personally if it's true, but it looks like it is. And, and the banning of Alex Jones from the internet, you know, since I never really listened to Alex Jones until now, now that he's been banned, I'm, I'm wondering what, what the hoopla is about. And I think that he's quite good. And I actually recommend that, that you check it out. Check out his app, you know, Infowars.com. It's free. It's available. I try to check into it a little bit every day. I try to listen to a bunch of shows, but I do add him to the mix. And he makes the point that, you know, with his censorship, what's going on right now in Europe is that 
certain comments or certain issues have been criminalized. In other words, you can't talk about gays and you can't talk about Islam in Europe right now without going to jail. I think the same thing is true in Canada as well. And that he predicts that that's what's coming down the pike here. Maybe it'll take another year or two, but they're already softening us up by getting rid of the person that's most demonized, that being Alex Jones. And now by having a conference, all the big, the big uh, players, you know, Facebook and Google, to talk about what they're going to do in this election. Really? I mean, look, this is, um, they're private companies, but they're operating in tandem with a particular aspect of our government. That's what fascism is. That's what Mussolini did. You know, he had a corporation, he had a council of corporations instead of a Congress. Those are big businesses in Italy that was specifically selected to, uh, to help him and partner with him in running the government. That's what's going on here. I mean, these big private corporations are partnering with the liberal left establishment, whatever you want to call it, the swamp, you know, the deep state, what's traditionally been called the Eastern Seaboard liberal establishment, in order to take control of and run the government. It's called fascism. It's a, it's a, it's a left-wing agenda, I would argue, but either way, whether left or right, that's what we're looking at. Anyway, I want to thank you for watching, everyone. You can check out my books, of course. They are available at Amazon.com. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, and you're going to see a whole group of books come up, my most recent being my re-edited and reissued book, um, Left Wing Anti-Semitism, and also Assassination in America. Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody.